1: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
3: Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan.
1: good monday everybody welcome to the show i'm brent wallace alongside jason york and bobby ryan two former nhl players who are both i feel like coming in hot today based on your tweets over the weekend about nhl officiating would that be fair you You, won't you won't get a you won't get a fine here guys you can comment yeah, I thought we we're gonna. T- I thought we we're gonna talk
2: about Bob's March Madness comedy pool. That's what I'm coming up with. No, no, that's later. Hey, it's th- later in the season. The summer. officials, the officials are the officials. Um, we can belly ache till we're, we're we're blue we're blue in the face here. But my only beef with them is, I watch the whole first round of the playoffs and they're calling everything. You, you you raise your stick parallel to a guy's pants. You're getting a hooking penalty. Then all of a sudden, the Toronto game the other night, they let everything go. Guys are getting run from behind. There's, you look at the Edmonton game the, the other night, not last night, but two nights ago. They they weren't calling anything. Then, you watch the Dallas game, and poor Marcus Felino. The guys, the guys, just playing physical, and the rest decide to you know just ruin a ruin a good hockey game. So that's my only thing. Just have some consistency because the players are confused right now. They don't know what set of rules is this, is this regular season rules or is it playoff rules? Can we do this? Can we do that? There's just, there's no, the only consistency is the same refs that botched that Edmonton game two nights ago did the Dallas game. So there's your consistency. You got a, you got a crew of refs that were terrible in back-to-back games. So there's my rant on the refs.
0: And I, I can't even disagree with you in any area. There is zero consistency. Players don't know what what the line is, where to go with it. Do you finish a hit at this point, right? Like, can you can the never hit league right now? Um, you cannot. As soon as that stick goes parallel, parallel, we're calling it. It's just uh, it's been a shit show. <laughs> For the the referee yeah, so, has been a shit show.
2: It's tough. So, so so I I sent a tweet out the other night about the Morgan Riley hit on, on point. And I said, based on how the referees have been calling all the ticky tacky shit, that's probably an interference call or a hit for hitting too hard because that's what they've been calling. That's, that's been consistently what they've been, then they decide, okay, don't call it. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that because that's hard playoff hockey. That's a good hit point. Puts himself in a bad position. It's a bad outcome of one player getting the upper hand. But then you go to the next game, the next night, and it's like, Marcus Foligno, here's an example of a player being aggressive on the forecheck and just being too strong, and he gets a penalty, and not only a penalty, a penalty with the game on the line and under five minutes to go, and that's what drives coaches and players nuts, because they're watching all the games, they're seeing what's going, what's not going, and then you got stuff like that, so it's just, it's terribly inconsistent. And there's so much on the line. There's so much money. There's careers. There's everything. Um, and then no consistency through the officials. And that's that's why you're seeing everybody that's paying attention to the playoffs so outraged with what's going on with the officials because it's it's not just me. It's not just Bob. It's it's everybody. Everyone's seeing the same thing.
1: Yeah. And I I will say normally I'm a referee apologist. I look. Yeah. Tough of job. the professional sports, that's a hard job to do. And I think they do an extremely extremely good job typically I will say though the playoffs have been a disaster the, and you guys tell me because I know listen you've played in the playoffs you understand the grabbing and clutching that happens a lot more I uh, do you, did you guys see the shift with Radko Gutis and Brad Marchand that went on and on and it was like <laughs> yeah. Gutis was basically mugging him every chance he could and I didn't understand <laughs> why there's no call if in the regular season that's a call every like you had about nine times you could have made a call on Radco Buddhist for mugging Brad Marchand. I didn't get it.
0: I just they, want they somebody let it go because it's Marchie, maybe.
1: Well, yeah, that's they right. Let yeah, it go. yeah.
0: But I don't know. Yeah, I maybe. I haven't seen it. I got to be honest. I haven't seen that chef. I'm gonna look it up. Um, <laughs> but they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just that's just Brad. We'll just leave him out there. <laughs> like whatever, whatever goes with him. Um, but I I, I just. You hope after this series they all get a little bit of a whack here and and a call from the higher ups and say, hey, listen, you need to you need to you need to assign referees to a series, and at that point you need to establish a baseline in the series early. Are we letting you play, or are we calling it tight? Where are we going to go from here? What kind of series is this going to be? Because, like Yerky said, there's too much on the line to be getting it wrong night in and night out.
2: Do you know Wally? Do you know what the This is the, this is what makes hockey such a tough sport besides the fact it's so fast. You're playing with, with sticks, with a puck and you're on razor sharp blades. It's the only professional sport where there's two sets of rules. And what I mean by that is there's a set of rules. There's a set of rules between the whistles where if you accidentally get your stick up and hook a guy or you hit a guy but your shoulder just happens to follow through up towards the head, you're going to get a penalty. But then there's the other set of rules after the whistle, which there really isn't a rule book for, can I punch this guy in the head in the scrum? Can I punch him once? Can I punch him twice? Can I face wash a guy? Can I do what Matthew Kachuk did? And listen, I love Matthew mm. Kachuk. I love what he does. But did you watch him last game after the whistle with Allmark?
3: Like, are you allowed yes. to
2: face wash the goalie you allowed to punch the goalie can you do this so if you did what he did during the whistle you're getting a penalty for sure you and who knows it's just hockey i love hockey i love the physicality but i really think they need to sit down and get together and say we gotta clean up our act after the whistle so people know what like it should basically be black and white after the whistle first guy to touch a guy or punch a guy is gone kind of like the nfl right Yep. after the whistle in the nfl is the first guy to do something is gone but again hockey just doesn't do that because we want the scrims we want the pushing it just it's i just laugh because it's so ridiculous of what is allowed to go on after the whistle head contact punching to the head but during the play (laughs) during the play we care about concussions after the play we don't care about concussions so it's 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 when you really think about it and dumb it down it's idiotic what hockey allows after the whistle when you really think about it
0: you gotta love the guy that just on the outskirts of the pile waiting for a face wash (laughs) like right that comes in (laughs) right whistle blue hang on hang on hang on ah got (laughs) you like one of my favorites if you so, could iso so, cam the third guy in every time it's hilarious right
2: <laughs> oh my god and like the tampa like I, I, this is the last place people will think that you were defending the trauma beliefs on a on a, on a show where we should concentrate on the Ottawa senators austin matthews is picking up hockey sticks after a scrum and gets tackled by stabcos and yeah. forced to fight <laughs> nothing to see yeah. here you're getting five each like, only after the whistle of the NHL does this stuff go on. Right. Where? Who knows scary. what the rules are? Who knows? Nothing to see right.
0: here play on. Did you see Sheldon Keefe's quote and then John Cooper's response? He's like, actually, that did us zero good. <laughs> like it we we right? were probably going into that with a power play and we ended up with a penalty. So I have no idea what Sheldon Keefe is talking about. I, I saw the <laughs> the actual the full clip of John Cooper yesterday I just started laughing because I was like when sheldon keith said it I, I went back and watched it i was like i don't i don't think he saw the play <laughs> like i don't think he saw what happened at all <laughs> like, oh it's so
2: yeah. <laughs> and wally yeah, just good. to be clear hey guys just yeah. p- for people to listen i love the stuff that goes on in the whistle i think it's great that the gamesmanship you got the matthew kachucks that are great at it and then you got the austin matthews are like i've never been in a fight in my life <laughs> i didn't know what yeah. to do like it's awesome what goes on after the whistle. i'm just saying who knows what's going to happen? It's just so confusing because there's two sets of rules in hockey. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yes. I. And, but I will say, though, there is every fan base thinks every NHL official is out to get them and that Gary Bettman wants the other team to win the <laughs> Stanley Cup. Yeah, it that's is, ridiculous. I, I think that's ridiculous. the furthest thing. Yes. Like Toronto no. for one minute goes, man, Gary Bettman doesn't want the Leafs to win. I, you know what? the NHL would love to see the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Ooh. Cup. It would be fantastic oh, yeah. for the game, but it's I don't the think best the officials are going into the game caring. Yeah. I, well, is there a problem I, with that
2: one. I, I, I'm friends. Dave Jackson, uh, former yeah. referee, great friends with him. Um, they got a tough job, like you said. The integrity of the NHL referees is outstanding. I would never, ever confu- uh, 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 say to a ref Accus. or, or uh, accuse a ref of saying they did that on purpose. Not a chance. Not a chance. It's a tough job. Hey, it's a tough job. But yeah. they, they have to take criticism just like NHL players take criticism every day. I really think yeah. they need to be more accountable. I know they have their crew and, and their supervisors. Um, I don't think they should be carted out after games, but I just when they're bad like that crew was back to back games i just i just think they need to an answer for that i really do because there's so much on the line
1: so okay but here's the, how do they answer for that so if you have a ref come out west McCauley, and he says you know what i blew that call the next game they're going to watch west McCauley to hopefully make sure he has a makeup call because he blew <laughs> that call
2: i just I don't think know how, I, don't I just think what, like Go ahead, Bob.
0: Fines. How do you-, do you like? Do you find them? I don't know. Do you, yes, have, there's, there's a, maybe you find them, but I I don't know about that either. Speaking of Wes McCauley, a little segue. I was standing in the supermarket there the other day after dropping the kids off, and I looked down the way and I'm like, I know that guy. Who is that? And he looks at me and he's like, Bobby? I said, Wes. So he, he just moved down here right. around the corner from me, not too far, and we sat there and talked for a little while. Uh, yeah, so we got another guy in Tennessee. Another good one. Man, one of my, he's one of the most neat. personable great refs out there, but Yeah. he's great. I just I don't think you can do anything but maybe establish a baseline and find them based off that, that so baseline. But yes. that baseline's hard because I think that baseline has to move based on the situations of the game and that makes it really difficult for refs. Well,
1: uh there is know. a grading system and a uh they are looked at internally. And so the good refs who consistently rank higher get the better assignments, and so on and yeah. so forth. So, they there is accountability. We just don't see it because it's not. It shouldn't be anything that we see to begin with. If they aren't good enough, then they won't be in the league, or they won't be getting the Stanley Cup final or playoffs or whatever. So, <laughs> right. there is that. But the thing, but how does the play uh, in Florida with Bobrovsky sitting on the puck basically not get whistled, and the one in Ottawa? With soul guard basic ends up in the net, right? That, that's the kind of consistency that drives people crazy. There should be the same standard, and I always thought the standard was: as soon as you can't see the puck, the whistle blows, and suddenly they're like, "No, no, we could see it there." I'm like, "There's no chance you could see that puck, none whatsoever." Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just want consist. That's all we want, right? We just want consistency. Yeah. I also I, want I, 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 the other problem. I want is uh, I want video review of offsides gone
2: yes oh my god get out it's who's who's the guy in nashville because this all started because of the play in nashville about six seven years ago was it when it was so blatantly offside and they scored you yes. and there was no it was duchene <laughs> yeah dutch had a
0: breakaway and he was four feet off sides that's why we're that's why we have this stupid
2: <laughs> Like they're reviewing off sides for inches and it's slowing the game yeah. down. Uh, it's, it's yeah, I agree with you on that, Wally. That, that's that got to go. But I, I'm not so upset about when the, a, a ref blows his whistle too fast or they lose sight of the puck. To me, that's, that's kind of human error. That's a mistake. I'm yes. okay with that. With me, it's trends. When I see the same refs butcher calls late in the game. Like I'll take, for example, the sportsmanlike conduct that was called on dry set other night like give me a freaking break like you're gonna call that in a playoff game but back to my point after a whistle you'll let you'll let world war three go on <laughs> but you'll yes. call that as an yeah. unsportsmanlike and that's yeah. what drives players nuts because they have no idea what 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 they can do and what they can't do and that's that's when the other stuff whistles blowing all that will happen but it's that stuff that just can't happen
1: yeah, uh, I'm with you, and the the viciousness, like, of, and I'll say I'll call out Matthew Tkachuk because he's a he seems to be <laughs> a poster boy for it. His stuff after the whistle, like that cross check, is dangerous. But maybe I maybe I'm just a soft.
2: But but Wally, that's the problem. It's after the whistle. After yeah. the whistle, you're allowed to do whatever you want. After the whistle, right. it's it's jailyard rules. Between the whistles. You yeah. let's see. He might have contacted that guy in the head. Let's review it. Let's go over it. Let's suspend to him. After the whistle I,
1: Ah. It's all good. And I think that there's a uh if you watch that same scrum, one of the two, because there was one after each whist after each period. I think it's Kachuk goes around the back and he's kind of got his stick that he's trying to shove inside <laughs> the scrum as well. Like, you know, just that stuff of man, it it's entertaining. I just, it's going to, yeah. I don't know, it, it, it somehow has to come to an end, I would think, but maybe not. I don't know. It, anyway, I don't think we'll it's ever ending
0: completely, but you got to police it a little better.
1: Yeah, just make some, anyway, make some calls. Uh, all right, we're moving on to uh, Yorkie's favorite topic. Uh, and so before we do that, uh, it's time for everybody's favorite current game show sponsor reads uh brought to you by botano our show is always proudly presented by botano go to botano.ca where the game starts now uh live in-game parlaying betting uh of course don't forget the online casino use bet builder uh they do have special um bets throughout the game uh, check that out go to uh botano where the game starts now and we'll uh update our playoff uh scoreboard at the end of the show here oh i need to pick one of you uh bobby you can have renfrew pro since you scored more goals than Yorkie.
0: I like that. As always, our show held together loosely by Renfrew Pro, which is the original hockey tape, the one with the green core, available at all major retails. You can also find them at RenfrewPro.com. The most important feature is that it's hand-terrible, moisture-resistant. It helps with puck control, and you can use what the pros use. Go at them at RenfrewPro.com. We have another board for this
1: now. Yeah, you just gotta be patient.
0: There we go. <laughs> uh, give them a follow, Renfrew Pro on Instagram. Um, you can tag your teammates for unlim. You have unlimited entries. Share to your story for ten bonus entries for free tape Friday. Tag your teammates. Give them a follow, Renfrew Pro, RenfrewPro.com. The one with the green core. Feel the game. Boom. Oh man, caffeine. The ca- it's early here, boys. Caffeine's yeah. kicking yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you got the. <laughs>
2: It was an hour difference in Nashville is an hour or two hour difference in Nashville
0: hour, just an hour
2: you're an hour. Okay. BEI Bonisher excavating. Uh, thanks again for, uh, our big sponsors here. Oh, right off a bad start right away here, fellas. Equipment rentals, higher written topsoil sales, custom crushing and screening um you can uh, reach them at uh, 613-432-1120 don't forget to slow down in construction zones they are hiring as always uh and that's that's all i got to say about that
1: (laughs) (laughs) what about slowing down in construction zones
2: i did say that
1: no i wasn't listening i was talking to alex um Alex, when you have that, uh, we'll do it at the end of the show. Uh, okay. So, uh, I, I laugh every time I bring this up. What's and that? Last week, uh, Alex DeBrinket's name uh, surfaced as a possible interest from the Detroit Red Wings. Or that they could use him. There was a guy named Bob Duff uh, tweeted about, perhaps Alex DeBrinket would help the scoring woes of what Steve Eiserman said we need to get better at um and they should take a look at acquiring the left winger um some trade rumors were thrown out there including some key pieces I think of the Detroit Red Wings including Lucas Raymond Bobby you played with um I'm gonna let you start uh do you think that Steve Eisenman would give up I don't know Lucas Raymond no, but he, he
0: would give up Cider and Raymond together, <laughs> no. apparently. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, God, I love that. I I, I love the, the ones that, you know, when people piece together trades that just come out of the woodwork. Yeah, we're going to go get Raymond, probably Zadina, third, <laughs> just to get – no. <laughs> These guys, like, I, I think they would move on from Zadina, but um, – and I really like Z. I, I played with him for a year. Really like him. Great kid. Um, hasn't had the success early in the league that you you would want to see from a high pick. But at, all that being said, going back to the actual trade rumor, Lucas Raymond is not going anywhere. Um, I like. I just. I having played with him in in the very short period of time through training camp and then watching him through his rookie year, he's exactly what Steve Eiserman likes in a player. He's exactly what you build around. Or not build around, but you bring in as a as a young right handed shot that can play the power play. Like he's is a very cerebral player. He's not going anywhere. I don't know what the trade would look like. I have no idea, but that is not going to be part of it. That's probably like and I said yesterday on Twitter to somebody, Lucas Raymond is about as untouchable for the Detroit Red Wings as Brady Kachuk would be for the Senators. That's you know I'm not and please. For the for the chat thread, make sure that I'm not comparing the players. I'm just saying that that's right. the untouchable <laughs> factor, right? Because yeah. then yeah. all of a sudden I'm going to get blown up on Twitter again. Yeah. I'm not probably comparing right. the players. It's but...
1: Lucas Raymond is bought Brady Katurk. Right. Yeah. Alex, no, Alex, make sure you just
2: make sure make sure you just cut that when these when Bob compares the players. Just cut it right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, um, cut the clip. But that guy's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. I think that there's probably deals that could be worked around, but I, I don't know if. Brinkat's the kind of player that Steve is going to target. He he tar- he targeted a player like David Perron, who's older, right-handed shot that can help on the power play, um, and did for a good period of that season. But I just don't think... I, I don't think he goes after Dabrinkat. I'd be very, very surprised. Um, but, I mean, you'll have to weigh in on this, Yarkey. If, if there's deals out there that are worth, you know, looking into that trade and, and exploring those two teams. But I just... I, I, I know... I don't know for a fact, but I know about as closely as you can that it's not going to be Lucas Raymond. It sure as hell isn't going to be Mo Sider. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's other there's other guys you can plug and play that are not going anywhere for him. So, well, yeah.
1: let me throw this out there because before Yorkie, I'm sure you've got somebody in mind. Is um, did Brinket didn't cost the Senators anybody off their roster. It was just picks, no. and so yeah, yeah. There's a chance that. I don't know, Yorkie, you can tell me what you're thinking, but you don't have to give up anybody. They just have to give up some picks if they really want them. But, but Bobby, you've got a chance for a team that struggles to provide offense to get a 40-goal a score. I, like, I think he might fit. If you look at Nikita – and here we go. Nikita Kucherov, small forward, lots of skill. I know he's a league MVP, and Alex Debrinket's not yeah. a league MVP. But that fits perhaps the mold for Steve Eiserman, No. He's got to do something. Yeah. He's yeah, I think I don't know. I having been there just
0: a little bit. I I think he's very committed to playing the long game and letting his picks develop into okay. something. Um and I I think he probably understands he doesn't want to you know blow through the prime of a Dylan Larkin and some other guys, but I think he's content to play the long game there. I think he'll upgrade um in his own way, but I don't think he's going to upgrade with a 9 million dollar player. I'd be very surprised.
3: that's better help
2: h-e-l-p well i can't believe you're stirring it up we're still april right now <laughs> <laughs> it's monday so people, this is your id you've got the stir stick out you're just stirring it up you're stirring it up but i'll uh i'll uh i'll, I'll take your question here indulge yeah me. i agree with i'll indulge you. Um, I agree with Bob. It's it is absolutely comical. Bo <laughs> Sider won the Norris Trophy. There's not a chance. Sorry, the Calder Trophy. There's not a chance he's getting traded. There's not a chance they're no. trading Mason Raymond for Dubrincik. Not to say Dubrincik is not a great player and could help a team like Detroit. I think I think there could be a possible fit there because I look at the supporting cast uh, around Adil Markin right now. Uh, a lot of those players are, are are kind of getting a little bit older. So you look at DeBrinket, and it's his age. I think it's his age that makes him so attractive to a team like Detroit because he can grow with that young core, and he can immediately go in there and be their number one winger. And that would be really that would be really attractive to DeBrinket number one, and also Detroit. He's gonna he he'll, he would immediately go in and the effect he would have on their power play, because we've seen it right here in Ottawa, what he does to the power play. The thing is, Ottawa has six or seven guys that are also tremendous on the power play. Detroit doesn't have that. So could there be a fit there? I think possibly because of the age, because he can score, because the the NHL has become such a special teams league. Like You have to have a good power play in today's NHL if you have any chance of winning and thinking of becoming a playoff team. Your power play, we saw with the Sens, you see with the Oilers, and I, and that's where I think a guy like DeBrinket just becomes so attractive um, because he yeah. will he'll he'll basically quarterback that Detroit power play from the half wall. So I think that that kind of boosts him maybe into the conversation of making a trade. But I think it would if if there was a chance that they could make a deal, I think number one Ottawa would try and recoup the picks they got for DeBrinket. Maybe they throw in. Something that Detroit really needs right now that'll help their rebuild entice them to make a deal. Like I look, I look at a guy like maybe you throw in a Lassie Thompson, sweeten the pot a little bit. They, it's it's a known fact right now the Red Wings need young puck moving defensemen uh, right now. Ottawa's in a position of strength at that, so maybe you throw in a guy like Thompson and and I would try and get back from Detroit a player that can play right now that can come in and potentially be maybe a top six i don't know if he's a top six but a guy that can just make you like a real nhl player that ottawa didn't seem to have after their top six like you really look at the the strength of the senators it's their top six but after that they just don't have a lot of quality nhl players that we're watching right now in the playoffs right now hey guys like you look you look at the teams that have success in the playoffs Mm -hmm. their rosters are loaded with guys that yeah. know how to get it done in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, most importantly, that third line. The third line's got to get better. There is, call it's it your top nine better. or your bottom six, whatever you want to call it. But that third line is just it. It's just so, so instrumental and key in the playoffs. Um, that Ottawa wouldn't have the depth. I don't. I don't think would have the depth to compete with a lot of third lines in the league right now. You got to get bigger. You got to get heavier. You got to get faster, um, and. And you got to get stronger on the wings on the third line. That's, for me, that's that's a huge, huge thing.
2: Well, watch Boston right now. And I know they're the best right. team in the league, but, but but they're they. I think they got the best third line in, in the playoffs right now with, with Taylor Hall on your third line. Uh, you look at what Nick Foligno is doing on the playoffs. And I'm not saying Ottawa needs a guy quite the age of, of Foligno, but I'll look at a guy on Detroit's roster right now. Could they get this guy? I don't know. Detroit just signed him to a long-term deal. I look at a guy like Andrew Kopp. Andrew Kopp is a guy, once playoffs arrive, you know exactly what you're going to get, and he's going to make your third line a hell of a lot better than it is right now. He's only 28. Um, Would you love him to be a little bit younger? Sure, but that's what Ottawa is really lacking in their roster. Guys that are in the prime of their career, That know what it takes to play in the playoffs and they're still gonna have five or six years left in their career because i i really think ottawa is not as far away from winning in the playoffs as people think i i think two years maybe even next year next year playoffs for sure but after that i really think they're ready to take a shot but in order to do that you need guys like an andrew kopp that's just a name for example that why is why is Ottawa's third line so good? Because they've got guys that play hard and and know how to get it done in the playoffs.
1: Okay, I got questions. Uh what's so? What's your trade you're proposing?
2: I'm not proposing a trade, but if you if if you look at Detroit's roster, and I and I went down their group of forwards on who I think could potentially be a fit with what Ottawa's trying to build. Here's Ottawa wants to be a very hard team. To- some skill that plays fast Brady kachuk is the face of your team he's the face of your team with Tim's let's say are you gonna get him no but I don't think there's enough guys in Ottawa's lineup right now that make it hard on their team's defense that that play playoff type hockey and that's my thing with DeBrinket. if you're gonna give DeBrinket nine million dollars or give him to a long-term deal I just not that I don't think he's a great player I would rather spread that money out, maybe spend 5 million at position. That leaves you some more money to, to make your third line that much better. So I would try and recoup the draft picks from did Brinket, And I would try and get a player like cop in return. Um, cause I just think he really fits the mold on what the Ottawa centers are trying to do. I know he's got a no trade and no movement, but he, that's, that's where I would start looking, start sniffing around. If in fact, there's a deal to be made there. I, I like guys like Andrew cop because, um, because you know what you're going to get, it's hard to play against, and you're going to get a ton of draft picks in uh, in, in return. So you got the board with that trade, Wally. I uh,
1: I don't control the boards, but Alex has kindly put up uh, two Detroit to Detroit DeBrinket and Lassie Thompson for Andrew Cop a first second, oh first and two seconds. All right, hmm. and who done, awesome. we're just
2: spit, we're we're just spitballing here, it. but here's but but here's but look at detroit detroit in this year's draft has two first round picks they have two first round picks they have three third round picks i think they have the islanders pick and they have their own pick would they trade a first rounder potential potentially um and ottawa needs to recoup this is a very strong draft it would be great if the senators could recoup some of those picks um and you look at the return lassie thompson From all regards, it looks like he's not going to play here next season. Uh, He's a high first-round pick. I think he was 19th overall, wasn't he? He's a top 20 pick. And uh, Detroit loves Euros back on the blue line. So just an idea, just a thought, um, throwing some names around, throwing some picks around.
1: Okay. Um, But Andrew Kopp has four more years left at $5.625 million. And he's a one-time, he's got 20, He's a one-time twenty-goal scorer. He had twenty-one goals, fifty-three points in uh, 20, yeah He's a center. Why are they are they going to make him play the wing? And I do you not think he's expensive at five-six-two-five five to play potentially a third-line role.
2: I think based on that, Detroit ros- on that Detroit roster, there's not a lot of options. That's just the one name I saw. I, five, five million. Yeah. I'd rather pay five million than nine. I'll tell you that much.
1: But you still need to fill your yeah. top six second line spot.
2: Yeah, you do.
0: Yeah, that's I mean it's a hard it's hard to pay a guy if you're if you're committing to him on the on on your nine, you know, your top nine. If you're committing to him on that third line, five point six is a lot of money. Um because then you're essentially looking for a guy at the four million dollar range to play in your top six. That makes it hard. But this is a guy that you can move through through the lineup in different areas. He's kind of that Swiss Army knife that the set He's like Nick Paul. People love that. Um, (laughs) But but he's he's twist the knife. Yes, yeah. yeah, He's he's a little expensive for me in that role. But again, when you're looking at that roster, that's just a name. That name jumped out at me as well uh, as a guy that you could target. Um, By no means are we saying that's going to be the trade. We're just saying he's a guy that. Yes, it is. Absolutely.
2: Yeah,
0: that's the one. (laughs) He's exactly what we have solved it. He really is. uh, Um,
2: Detroit just just doesn't have an attractive roster for guys you'd want to look at and say, man, I know what's going to happen, too. I'm going to get that. That that clip is going to get cut. It's going to say, oh, Yorkie wants to trade cops straight up for (laughs) Debrinket. (laughs) No, it's like looking at that roster and it's like you're you're we have a fancy board you're not getting raymond you're not getting cider Then you look all right who yeah lucas sorry who else is who else is on there not nobody really i'm not i'm not taking well i'm not taking because they traded
1: him so i have an idea Uh, you can make that trade and then you're going to have to go out and sign a UFA to fill your second line spot. Wally. Which, which ironically, I think should be filled by a former Detroit Red Wing who still should be there, uh, but he's just having himself a playoff, is Tyler Bertuzzi. He's a UFA this summer. Uh, He's not terribly expensive. Like He's making 4.75 this year. So what's he going to want? Six, maybe? Uh, He's a one-time 30-goal tour goal scorer three times he's hit 20 goals is that is he in the like would you pay him more than drake batherson i slightly i would think around he, the same money right maybe bob you know him pretty well eh
0: yeah he's one of my favorite guys of all time and he's going to be in the con co- contention here um for me so he's a playoff player yes i'd pay him more than bertuzzi um or bertuzzi excuse me batherson um he's a guy that they could absolutely target he's an ontario kid Um, don't think you'd have any qualms about living in Ottawa. I would be throwing the kitchen sink at Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, the only, and here's the, the drawback to that is he's got some injury on, he's got some injuries, right? He's, he's missed some time. Um, with the, I think it was the back, um, and some other ones, but you know, there's, there's the way he plays, there's miles on the body at 28. So I don't know if it's a long-term deal, which he's going to be looking for this summer. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if he fits the bill in that regard. But at the same time, this is absolutely, if, I, if I'm the Sens, this is my number one target this summer is going after him and, and finding a way to get him on board. Um, because of all the intangibles he brings, he, he he plays hard. He's your second power play net front guy. He goes to the paint, um, finishes hits. He's just, he's a pain in the ass to play against. He's He's a perfect fit for your top six left wing. I have no idea where his money is going to fall because he's going to absolutely earn himself a raise through these playoffs. He's been incredible for them in that series so far. I think he's going to continue to get better. Um, So his money is going to be shooting up and he's going to be trending up. But I think he's a perfect fit for the Sens.
2: Bob, who you taking for a playoff run for the next three, four years? Who you putting on your team, Alex DeBrinket or Tyler Bertuzzi? Tyler It's a fair question. I'm, I'm, asking the, I'm asking the guy that's played in the league most recently, knows what it takes. Here's a guy that knows what it takes <laughs> to win in the playoffs. <laughs> and let's be frank here. The goal of the Ottawa Senators for the next four years is not to qualify for the playoffs. The goal right. of the Ottawa yeah. Senators within the next four to five years is to win the Stanley Cup. Especially, uh, we can all agree. We can all agree they've got the best young core in the National Hockey League. I think they do. Moving forward, what you see next four to five years. So, here's your answer. If you're going to win the Stanley Cup, who do you want on your team? I'm taking Tyler
0: Bertuzzi like to,
1: all day. Uh, object, Your Honor, and say that the uh, council is leading the witness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, it's a friggin' question. <laughs> Listen, all right. I'll move on. I have another guy that may even be slightly better for you then. If you uh, perhaps might be cheap, might be cheaper and uh, might just be uh, healthier. So Michael Bunting from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Twice he's hit 23 goals in his career. He's not making much money because he's just, uh, I think he's at 1.5, 950K. He is a UFA. You got to think he's going to get paid and why wouldn't he i think he's a top 6 guy 103 pims this season i love his game he's annoying as hell uh, he goes to all the places <laughs> you need to get to, to to mix it up i would he would be perhaps my number one target besides tyler bertuzzi I'd, i might even go after him before bertuzzi well,
2: in, in the perfect storm, the Leafs lose in the first round.
1: If you're trying to acquire Bunting,
2: they're still upset at yeah. him for getting kicked out, and maybe his value yeah. goes down, and you get him at a more reasonable price. But if the Leafs win and he goes on, he gets back. Who knows what his number is going to be? Yeah, that's good. Well, you did, did some homework this weekend. Look at you bringing it. Two yeah. guys so far. Exhausted. Bertuzzi, yeah. you're exhausted.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like I like Bunting. Yeah.
2: I like Bunting. My my only thing is, he's really benefited from playing with world class players. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, but he well, he's going gonna come is to come he... to Ottawa and play with world class players again in uh, Claude Giroux, Derek Batherson, uh Josh Norris. Like he, he gets them again.
2: Who is he uh who is his centerman for his year when he when he threw up uh who does he predominantly play with in in, in Toronto?
1: Isn't it Matthews? So... I thought
0: so. That his first year, yeah.
2: Yeah. When, Matt, when Austin Matthews is on the ice, like every single person, you're double-coveraging him, everyone's all over him. And then I just want to see more of Michael Bunting. I want to see what he can do throughout the playoffs because so far, it hasn't been a great start. Um, so I, I, I just think that goal total is a little bit of a mirage. But, I don't know how much money I'd want to commit to him because don't forget, too, the NHL is all about opportunity, too. And I know it took him a while to earn his opportunity, but getting to play those minutes, the power play time he he's gotten, man, I just I don't know how much money I'd commit to him.
0: I'm, so I'm kind of million. in the same boat there. Well, yeah, I see. I, I don't think that, I don't think you're going to lose on that contract. I think you're fine with Michael Bunting at four million dollars. At four but for sure. Again, yeah, four for your 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 all day. Um, I I don't know if I'd want to. Like this is a guy that's he'll be 28 when this contract you know opens up for him. I don't know if he's your guy. He's got to grow up a little bit with the with the the sideways stuff that he does. Um, Because imagine him getting riled up because Brady's riled up. You're looking at guy. You're looking at him running (laughs) around, and and I don't know if you want that in your top six. I think Michael Bunting somewhere between your second and third line at all times, and at four million dollars, you can stomach that. But I just don't – I think the goal totals are a bit of a mirage as well. Um, I don't know if he's your guy there. I do – I uh, I like the player, and I think he's, he brings a lot to the table um, and does kind of fit the way the Sens want to play. I just don't know if he's going to score as, at a second-line rate with without an Austin Matthews on, a,
1: on the ice. Okay, but – okay, hang on. So we said we were going to move on from Alex Brinkett because there weren't enough goals to go around, and he's not necessarily – needed because he would never probably reach 40 goals again so you're going to bring in somebody who's a low goal scorer who helps create space for the other guys to get their 35 goals and josh norris this is exactly what you want a 20 goal scorer who goes to the net creates havoc is an asshole to play against he's perfect for that spot
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah i think he fits the bill in a lot of ways i just don't know if his, his, I guess I'll say this, his body of work is not nearly complete enough for me to, to go in and say, here's six years by four million. Um, you know, we've he's, he's been in the league a year and a half, essentially, right?
2: Exactly. Exactly. So, that's, that's, so So going back, if I take, I'll go back to Andrew Kopp. So if I take Andrew Kopp, who's roughly the same age, and he plays predominantly with Austin Matthews, he's probably going to score 30. He's going to get you 30. Yeah because he knows the ins and outs of the NHL. He's a smarter player. He's more responsible defensively and he doesn't fly off the handle as much as bunting does. It's just, you, you pay a little bit more f- 5 million versus 4 million. Um, I just, it's, it's the, in the NHL do it once, but then do it consistently over years. For me, bunting hasn't done it consistently throughout the years where I, I just, Man, it's 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 so tough, and I, I like the player. It's just he's a little bit of a victim of a circumstance because you don't really trust to to think he's going to be able to do that. And I know your point with the goals, Wally, but I just sometimes I question I question his headspace on the ice when he's playing, uh, as far as decision making goes. But um, we'll see. I I think we'll get a better idea for what Michael Bunting is the longer these playoffs go out go, and he'll write his own story. It's just it for me. It's I want to see him play more.
1: I can't yeah, I make agreed. you guys happy, okay? I can't. <laughs> I you up. did,
2: hey, but br- hey, you brought Bertuzzi. You brought Bertuzzi to the table.
1: A glowing yeah. reviews. Bob's ready to sign yeah. him right now for whatever he wants. I, well, I, I had at like the up. World Championships one year. I really like, and I got a chance did to you? meet him. Like I really like him. I think off ice, like Bobby yeah. said, he's a really good character guy. Uh, huge he's fan of his. He- I would. I would have a Bertuzzi jersey, jersey probably if he came to Ottawa.
2: He's like, imagine uh, like, no, like Brady, Brady 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 running around, and then you got Bertuzzi stirring it up too, and also like, man, yeah. it'd be ideal. Michael Bunting ideal. on
1: the third line.
2: Uh... <laughs> we're, not take, we're, not take, we're not taking Bunting. <laughs> Bertuzzi, <laughs>
1: yes. Bunting, no. And then yeah. Andrew Kopp. Okay. Uh, Kopp, yes. Moving on to our, uh, I just want to take a look at how things are going for us in our little uh, playoff predictions. I'm, uh, brought to you by Botano. Okay. Download that by the way, at Botano, uh, Botano.ca or the game starts now. Okay. So, um, I've got some issues here. Uh, by the way, the Islanders should be out. Uh, they should have been swept in game three when they were down three, one and, uh, Carolina blew Yeah. Down. Uh, clearly the Edmonton Oilers aren't winning in five and Dallas isn't winning in five. So I've already messed up two of those picks.
2: Yeah, Minnesota got screwed yeah. last night too.
1: They did. <laughs> um, they look good.
0: The, yeah, I guess the only, I, I like that you took Carolina in five. Well done. Um, as soon as I made that pick, I was unhappy with it. But I, I like where I'm sitting <laughs> for some of the other ones. I'm not too worried about how many games they get it done, and I just want all my picks to come true. No. Um, L. A. has been good, man. Um, that's a good series. I don't. Edmonton got away with one. It felt like a little bit, but they. Yep they kind of got screwed in the other one. So it's, it's a tough call. Um, I'm looking at this. I think the only one that I had differently minute, I like Minnesota right now. Uh, I, yeah. I wish I'd take Minnesota. But I don't like and your and goaltending. Not, yeah. And I'm still not giving up on my Winnipeg pick because that's been a great series to watch. Hasn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah. Win- yeah. Winnipeg's been, been the better.
2: Ir- Winnipeg's been the better team. I think they've been the better. I agree. Team. Yeah. Carolina, man, that's, you know what, that's, that's that's us watching them play the Sens late in the season and thinking, man, I just don't see it. And uh, yeah, but what back to Minnesota, Dallas, Ottinger in Dallas, that kid stopped mm-hmm. three breakaways late in that game. Like big yeah. difference. I they, that what worries me in that series because I took Minnesota is Ottinger
1: is a better goalie than uh, than Gus right now. Yeah. Uh, no question. Yeah. And uh, the refs told me to take Dallas in five. So that's why I did it. <laughs> Conspiracy yeah, Damn it. You know, two things I've noticed. One is Carolina's still winning and they, they're they getting hammered. Like that game yesterday yeah. was vicious for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, and they've got some key injuries. Uh, Winnipeg concerns me because Josh Morrissey is now done for the series.
3: Yeah, but I don't yeah.
1: like I – I don't like the way Edmonton's playing. I think LA plays a much harder brand of playoff hockey by puck battles and whatnot. There's no question that obviously Edmonton's skilled, but LA is a grind them down team. I, I love the way that they're playing.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. They, yeah, they're kind of a sneaky team They're I just don't know if Corpasalo gets it done late in the series. Yeah. He's been good, but I don't know. Um, I am still taking Edmonton because I think they flipped the script and got themselves home ice advantage back. Um,
2: yeah.
0: But but man, la la winning that that round like they're a team that can win a round or two now um, for me. So it, it's it, it's a good series. I just I like the way they play. They're very very structured and just go about their business. So they're a good playoff team. Um, I don't know. I I think Connor just finds so Connor and Dryside will find a way to get get past that first round this year
2: yeah but they, I, I think I, I, but I, saw, I do
0: agree with you I agree with you I don't like the way yeah. they're playing at all
2: I saw a stat last night every single Edmonton goal Dreisaitl's been on the ice Four. we talk about McDavid, we talk about McDavid so much we forget how dominant Dreisaitl is in the playoffs you see him yep. protecting the puck like he took about five cross checks nobody can take the puck off his stick he's taken that series over and Evander Kane's woken up now that goal he scored to get to put that to overtime. Like, we forget he's also a big-time player. As long yeah. as the refs keep giving, not giving, well, they're earning them. The power plays, the Oilers' power play is just, it's it's all world. I think they're going to win this series with the power play. And don't forget, too, they switched goaltenders up last night, didn't they? Campbell yeah. uh, ended up yeah. playing in that game. Up. So, yeah, there's a storyline there, switching goalies midway through. Whoa. And Campbell made some big saves late in that game.
1: So here's my question. I was going to ask you is best of three. Jack Campbell, by the way, got the W. So does he start game five or do you go back 100%. to the guy that's gotten you there, Stuart Skinner?
3: Campbell, no, I in. think
0: you, I think you, yeah, I think so. I agree. I think he's really? the guy for, for game five. Yep. Yeah, I do. If he yeah. came in and didn't play yeah. as well as he did, but he made some saves. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you, yeah, I, think,
0: yeah. You, I, think you, I think you ride that.
2: I think, this I think LA is done. I think LA's done. I think Edmonton pumps him at home next game. I, 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 like they've just been playing such counter punch hockey and squeezing every last little thing out of that roster. I'll say this: people forget how good Anze Anze Anj Kopitar is. <laughs> like what a yeah. horse out there! And they've got young guys like like Velarde is an up and coming star. I just don't think it's their time yet for those youngsters. They're getting great experience out of this uh, Quentin Byfield as well. Like. Don't forget, Byfield was in the minors, I think, for, was it last year or part of this season? Like, these guys are just getting their feet wet. I think LA is going to be a good team for a long time. I just don't think it's their time.
1: Uh, Gabe Velarde, by the way, trains uh, in Ottawa during the summer. So, uh, what a we're, we're going to count him as a local guy. Bring yeah. him in. He, Sign him he up. Looks, out. <laughs> <laughs> he looks Kings good. Can Okay, before, before we go, um, Alex, do you have the video? We have a shift of the Radko Gudis Brad Marchand. <laughs> uh, it's i i don't know what to call it but just have a look alex when you have a second um a i just don't it's understand how there's there's no penalties on this play uh maybe i'm wrong
2: is it after but, the whistle? You know what
1: alex is probably on his union break now oh well <laughs> Mandated. <His union> <laughs> <laughs> uh, alex alex you home all right, fine. I said, that. I give up. He's
2: making he's making some toast for the kids. Here All right, go. here
1: there we, we go. go. They're in the corner uh, along the wall here. All right, okay. Two, there's <laughs> four. Okay, Get, wait till they come out front. Stick. <laughs> that was a dive. Throws him down. Front of the net, he gets cross checked there. And I think this is the in... And then he just. Yeah, fills him in. Yeah. I don't My understand. Goodness. Yeah, I mean to me and that's the not first, the whole the first, shift.
0: Yeah, the first two seconds was the penalty right there with a major interference, but um yeah, that's 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 the ref just going, ah it's marshy. No <laughs> we're, we're sick of calling yeah, like uh, what yeah. is that? <laughs> there's no the <laughs> uh, goodness
2: I mean, there's though, 10 man. The that, penalties that, here. That, that beard of his and his his whole look, and he's got that visor down around his mouth. Like, yeah, he's just, yeah. Every so, team in the league would love this guy on their blue line. Okay, dude, he's, he's a so UFA strong. this
1: summer. So no, would you I'm sign him he's... in Ottawa? No, he's a right-handed no, shot. He's...
0: No, no, I'm not. Um, not not that I don't like the player, I do, but no, he's I, he's older you got to find something that's that can grow with the team. I don't think he, he's the guy.
2: He's 32 years old. He's 32. He's going to be 33 in June. No, yeah, I agree. As much as I love the player, I love the beard, love what he does. Love his act. Um, not the yeah. right age. A lot of, a lot of hard no. miles on that body. Like people see what he okay. does to the opposition. He takes it to like that guy. Yeah, That guy is going to be uh, hurting when he's around my age. <laughs> It's going to be tough yeah, to get up yeah. and down the stairs. That's
0: it. Uh, For me, it was but you, thirty. But we're 33 talking about building a changed. playoff team. Yeah, no. Yeah, but, but thirty-three was the age where it changed for me, and like it just got harder, and everything hurt longer. And and yeah, he's right there, and the way he plays and the system that, or the the style, excuse me, that he plays, it's just not sustainable into your into your mid-thirties. I don't think so. He, yeah, he just doesn't fit the bill for me.
2: I think I know I where
0: you're going. You're going I guy. agree with you. I agree with you. And I know where you're going with it, but I just don't think he's
1: your guy.
2: I think, I think long-term
1: never fights. I think (laughs) (laughs) long-term
2: for your solution, solution to your problem here, Wally. I think Bernard Docker needs to have a long look at what he needs to do. Fast forward to September coming into training camp. He needs to play like an arsehole because if, if I'm a defenseman, And i look at the makeup of this blue line of the ottawa senators right now with chikrin with shabbat uh with um with zoob sanderson sanderson brandstrom that's that's five puck movers and you got hammock who's really your only hammer back there who's getting up in age i i'm i if i am jacob bernard docker i am saying this year this summer I'm, I'm i'm gonna start hitting the heavy bag I'm going to do what because you got to be smart enough to realize change your game in order to suit what's going to get you into the NHL. And for Bernard Docker, it's not going to be joining the rush, making plays, making uh, escape moves. It's going to be being a son of a bitch to play against because that's what Ottawa needs right now. And he's got a chance. I, I, I think he's smart enough to realize it. I'm not saying he has to be a goon, but he just has to be a really hard guy to play against because that's right. something Ottawa doesn't have right now.
1: Yeah, uh, fair enough. That's why they need Radko Gudas. Uh, oh, all right, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stop it with Gudas. By the t- two years from now, he's going to be turning thirty-five. Hey, okay, so Claude Giroux can't play anymore. Okay, I got you. It's fine. Um, yeah, Cla-
2: is, okay, <laughs> stop it. D- you know You're not uh, Claude Giroux is not getting mixed up in the shenanigans that that do- like every single game Gudas plays. Hate using this term, but Goudis knows there's 20 guys on the team who want to kill him, and he's got to yes. be ready for anything that's coming his way. Claude's not playing that game, so a little different.
1: Yeah. We call those guys shift disturbers. Um, Bobby, here <laughs> we go. Uh, this week it looks like uh, Matthew Joseph, Shane Pinto, Jake Sanderson. I think there's a couple other guys are in Nashville playing golf, so are they? Uh, you should find out, yeah. So, uh, Find out where they are, Free money. and you can do one show with all of them together, and then we'll take a day off.
0: Okay, deal. I'll
1: I'll reach out. I don't <laughs> think they're playing my course, but uh, I'll, I'll see what I can There's do. There's some Tennessee something. Oh, you know what? Uh, Joseph has now gone back to Tampa. I think he showed up playing, but uh, they were playing golf at uh, some something. Tennessee Nationals at a golf course?
0: We have yeah. the Nashville Athletic Club. You know what? I think they're playing um, – God, what's the one out in Kingston Springs, Yorkie? Nashville, Tennessee Golf Club, which is, it's out there a little ways. My guess they is are. that Austin Watson probably helped them get on or is hosting. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, that's, want, that's, he is that's, there. Uh, You're
2: right. Yeah. It's, they it's want Gambrel. Listen, me. listen, they want It's no a great part golf course. They want no part of yeah. Bob's nine handicap shooting one over par. They want no part of
0: that. <laughs> nah, uh, they don't want it. They don't the want golf, the smoke. <laughs> the, the golf club of Tennessee, it's called. Yeah. Yeah, they're out in Kingston Springs. It's a little ways out. Great, oh. great golf course,
1: though. All right. Oh. Well, uh, we'll see what you can come up with. We'll be back Thursday, live show. We have a new segment that I'm going to unveil for you two to see uh, how smart you are. So uh, I like join it. us, won't you, Thursday? See you guys. Thanks for watching. Take See care.
3: Coming in hot is brought to you by botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.